Hey guys, welcome back to One Hit Wander. It's just me today. I'm talking to you guys about Lorelei by Styx. Another great song from my childhood. Uh, some solid rock. I have a feeling you're going to like it. Feel free to take a second, pause the show, check out the tune, and then uh, come on back and let's talk about it. Okay, everybody. So uh, Valentine's Day was um, last Thursday, and I totally forgot when I was recording that that was going to be the day uh, that the episode was going to drop. So happy Valentine's Day. Um, don't worry, I didn't forget with Olivia. We went out to dinner and had a rip-roaring fun time. So um, I know you guys all care about my relationship and my love life. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, I hope the weather is good where you're at. Um, I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, so it's a little snowy and cold and, and not too enjoyable and not too consistent. So, you know what they say about weather in the Midwest, uh, wait it around a little bit and it'll change in the next few minutes. So it's pretty much where we're at right now. Um, I think it's snowing. I think this morning it rained. So whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, like I said in the intro today, we're going to talk about another song from my childhood that I, this is one of my favorite songs. Um, when I was a kid, like I said, so my parents had like a few CDs that we would kind of rotate through. And this was one of the CDs that my dad always kept in the car, I think. Um, it just is, Styx is so good. Um, Styx is one of my favorite bands. Uh, we would always listen to their Greatest Hits album and Lorelai's on there, um, along with uh, Come Sailor With Me, Lady. Like there's just, they have a ton of hits that are like rock staples, I would say. Like if I, I personally think like if you're, if you consider yourself a rock fan, like you need to, you need to know who sticks is. You need to know what they're about. Um, they're definitely an older band. Uh, this one, this album came out in 75 and this was their fifth album. I think they started producing albums in 70, 71, 72, that area. Um, they're, they're just a really cool band. Uh, they have a really cool story. They started out super small and super kind of experimental rock. And they have always kind of kept with that as they've come out with new tracks and new albums and everything. But this song and this album specifically, uh, Equinox, we'll get into that here in a second, were kind of like the um, changes to their sound and the way they did things. I think for us in like popular music as well, like today, this, that kind of transition happens a lot. Um, not to point anybody out and point any fingers or say anything negative, but like Taylor Swift has done it twice now where she's gone from like country to kind of popular to now uh, with her latest album reputation, she's kind of a little more hip hoppy. Um, Ed Sheeran kind of does it, not necessarily um, from album to album and in huge jumps, but like song to song, his stuff sounds really different, I think. Um, and there are other bands that do that too, um, sometimes with some permanence and sometimes it's just for like the gimmick of it all. I think with with Sticks, if you look at their catalog um, and with a, a lot of the bands that did, excuse me, something similar in in the back in the old days um these changes were a lot more permanent and they were done so that they could be successful and it worked like there weren't there wasn't this 
incredible amount of music for people to listen to and music wasn't so easily accessed. So when something was good, that was the thing. Like there wasn't, uh, just because like if you didn't like rock, you couldn't just go, you can get on iTunes and download something else and only listen to that. Like if it was popular, everybody listened to it. Everybody played it. Um, the seventies and eighties, you kind of saw that the music industry blossom and, and grow and diversify. And you, um, kind of saw stuff more and more genres became mainstream and were more easily accessed. And then you have the nineties and the technology of the two thousands and everything like that. But I think like that kind of transition, especially, um, if you highly recommend checking out all of Styx's 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 stuff, Styx's discography, um, Check out their stuff and listen to those earlier albums. And then um, Equinox, uh, you can almost maybe even pinpoint Lorelei, this song specifically as like that transition point where they go from kind of the rock to more synth, more electronic rock kind of stuff that uh, is is kind of synonymous with this era. Um, like the 70s and 80s. I've seen Sticks live. Um, it was a really, really cool experience. It's one of the first, actually, yeah, it was one of my first concerts. I mean, within the top, within the first five or six concerts of my life. Um, and it was really cool. It was at the County Fair, um, back home and the generations that were represented by the audience and like seeing 60 and 70 year old men just like fist pumping and head banging to sticks. It was just awesome. Right next to guys my age, there were kids that were younger than me that were singing right along too. And it was just really cool. Um, sticks is one of those bands. It's like their multi-generational impact is visible. It was, um, visible when I saw them live, it was visible when they were kind of touring around the area. Um, after that concert, and you could see like in the promo footage and in the news coverage, like the crowds were crazy diverse in terms of age and like everything. I mean, everybody came to see Sticks in little old Elkhart County, Indiana. Um, and they're, I think they're worth it. I mean, their performance is sick and it's cool. They're like older guys. And so it's super cool to see these like older men um, like rocking out like they're still 20 something, 30 something year old guys. It's really cool. And they definitely care about what they're doing. Uh, you can feel their passion in their music, in their old recordings, in their newer stuff. Um, you definitely feel it. Like they're still loving it. They're still loving what they're doing. Um, but enough about like everything else. Let's talk about the album specifically. Uh, like I said, Equinox. It's their fifth album. Uh, kind of. It's it's weird. Um, it's like fifth, fourth, depends on how you count certain things. Um, it went gold in America, platinum in Canada. Uh, the track Lorelei specifically is the second track on Equinox. Um, and like I said earlier, this whole album was kind of that change for Sticks from uh, like cutting edge progressive rock to electronic synth, kind of that morph hybrid between um, not synthesized pop music, but like using using elements of pop, mixing it with the rock and kind of that fusion that came out of that. Um, similar to Rush, similar um, 
I can't think of any other bands right now. It's horrible. But there are other bands that are examples of this that um, kind of pioneered the way for that combination between electronic music and uh, heavy instrumental stuff that we see today that we kind of take for granted, I think. Um, We see it a lot, and a lot of different artists pulling it off and doing well with it. And uh, I think we kind of lose track of where it came from, where the roots are. So, um, but yeah, I think I love this. I love this album. Um, Like I said, the first time I listened to Sticks, it was through their Greatest Hits CD in my dad's truck. Um, And so getting the chance along the way, along life's journey to listen to all of their stuff. Um, I actually have every album. Long story, uh, my old choir director in high school, Dan Baker, shout out. um, He was selling his MacBook. And when I was in high school, I was like, oh, man, I'd love to have a MacBook. And it was super old, yeah. But he w- he had all of his music that, like, he'd ever had in his life. It was, like, thousands of songs um, that was on this hard drive. And I was like, dude, I got to have this. And I bought it. I don't even remember how much I paid. Um, but, like, this thing wouldn't hold a charge. Like, it was an old, it was an old white Mac. Um, I don't know if you guys... It's like it was all white, and it was sick. It was so cool. I wish they would bring that back, but they're not going to because stainless steel and black and all that jazz and Apple style. But that white Mac was like the coolest thing to me, and it was like maybe 75% for looks, and then 25% of it was just the fact that the hard drive had all of these songs on it. And some of those songs included the entirety of Styx's musical works. And so I have Styx's musical works. Um, and so I have that. Um, and so I have this playlist. It's I call it Styx Alpha, o- Alpha Omega. And uh, it is a it is from the first album, first track, to most recent album, most recent track. And so that is really cool to kind of listen to that. And you listen to it and you find out at Equinox there is this change and it's really interesting um, and Lorelai, I mentioned it earlier. You can almost pinpoint Lorelai as like the turning that that turning point there. Um, so yeah, so let's get started into the breakdown here. Uh, the break first off the intro. So with the intro, uh, you get you get the synth like it's it's all synth, um, and it's just this really kind of quick back and forth on the keyboard. Um, seeing it live, so uh, I. The na- his name escapes me. Uh, he spins like the keyboard is on a, a pole that spins, and he spins and plays and moves around, and it's really cool, really crazy. And uh, so he's playing that, and his hands are going nuts. And then um, he sings, "When I think of Lorelai, my head turns all around, as gentle as a butterfly. She moves without a sound." So this breakdown is going to be really lame because there isn't really much depth to this song. Uh, you can listen to it, and at first, you're like, is he really singing about a girl? Um, because obviously, in 1975, if you're not singing about a girl or your mother, you're singing about drugs. And knowing sticks, knowing their history, you might be right. But I think this song is actually just about a person. Uh, it was it's, it's interesting. So Lorelei, the name, comes from a from what I could find. It's a German myth um, about a nymph like a nymph that would sit on the rock in the river and lower and lure, excuse me, lower, lure um, sailors and, and men on the river to their death. 
And so come to find out there's like actually a rock in this specific river that the way the water hits it and the way the sound reverberates, it sounds kind of like it's murmuring, the, the water's murmuring. And so like this is an actual, like the murmuring rock kind of vibe there. And that's what Lorelei Lorelei kind of loosely translates to. And so um, it's kind of interesting. There is some depth there, I guess, when you think about if her name is Lorelai, if the narrator has the like has knowledge of that of that myth, um, and if he does have the knowledge of that myth, if he's using it for positive or negative in terms of like, is he saying it's good that he wants to be with Lorelai? Is he saying that it's bad that he wants to be with Lorelai? I'm gonna say it's good because I love this song and I think it's a very it's just like a dude I can't wait to be with her kind of song, um, but. At the same time, if you got to think about that, you got to think about that myth for a second. You got to realize that uh, those guys wanted to be with Lorelai too, and she ended up drowning them. And so, like that, like it's like I don't know, I don't know. Maybe that's the deeper meaning here: is that what he's trying to say is, uh, even though he wants to be with her, like he, it might not be bad. It might not be a good thing. I, I don't. I mean, I don't want to subscribe to that because I really like this song and I really like keeping it simple. Um, but. That's kind of cheating, I feel like. So I don't know. I don't know. I had I could really couldn't find much about this. So maybe I'm reading way too much into it. Maybe I'm just trying to fabricate content for my podcast. But I I don't think I think this is one of those songs that it's okay if you have a different idea about it. It's okay if you're thinking differently about it than I am because it's so simple that you can you can take it one way. You can go deeper with it, but I think you can take it one way and you're gonna be fine. Um so I call her on the telephone. She says, be there by eight. Tonight's the night. She's moving in and I can hardly wait. So that ends the verse. Like, it's just that simple. And I think that I call her on the telephone. She says, be there by eight is like, that's like the funniest line in this, in this song. It's like this really rocky rock song. Like the, at this point, the guitar is in there. The drums are coming in and he's just like, I call her on the telephone. She says, be there by eight. Like, okay, cool, man. And, and it just is like, get like, you know, like any rock performer, get pumped with me. Let's go. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to talk to you about this conversation I had on the phone. And it just, it just is funny that juxtaposition there to me. I love it. Uh, the way she moves. Ooh, I gotta say. And then we get into the chorus. Um, Lorelai, let's live together. Brighter than the stars forever. Lorelai, let's live together, brighter than the stars forever. Oh, baby, forever. Like It's just simple rock. It just is so... I picked this song to talk about because... Partially because it's one of my favorites and it's my podcast. And the other part is because I really think a lot more people should listen to it and a lot more people should know it. Because the instrumentation and like the synth work and the guitars and the drums, it is just awesome early early electronic rock like it is just so good i i love this song i jam to this song whenever it comes on on shuffle like this song just it is probably in my top 10 of songs ever in like that i've listened to in my life i and like it's there isn't that much to it uh if you're reading along at home uh, the second verse is a little different. The chorus is the same. And then the chorus repeats itself. And then the song's over. Like it just, it, it is so, such a simple rock, like 
late 70s, early 80s rock song that it, it doesn't have much to it, but it is just awesome. Like that, I, I don't have a better word for it. And I might be a little biased because I've listened to that this song and I have so many memories attached to it that they're all good memories. But I also think this song is worth your time. This is a great song. This band is worth your time. This is a great band. Um, so we get through the chorus, Oh Baby Forever. The, the vocals are good. At this point, the band is in full swing. Kind of break back down into the synth a little bit. And then we get back into the verse. Her eyes become a paradise. She softly speaks my name. She brightens every lonely night. No one's quite the same. Uh, I, No one's quite the same there. You can kind of... I think what he's saying is no one... Like no one person has the same effect that she does on him. I think he can also be talking about like how no one night is ever the same with her. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards person. Like I said, I'm going to take the super simple route on this one. Cause I like this song. I don't listen to it for the lyrics and I really just, I really like this song. I can't, I can't stress that enough. I, I just, it's really good. I think you should check it out. Um, again, he brings up, uh, she, so she calls him on the telephone. Sorry, she calls me on the telephone this time. Uh, she says, be there by 8. Tonight's the night. She's moving in. It's time to celebrate. So it goes from, I call her on the telephone. She says, by, be there by 8. To she calls me on the telephone. She says, be there by 8. And so th- we go from she's coming to him to he's coming to her. And so, but it's still, tonight's the night. She's moving in. It's time. Ooh. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, she calls me on the telephone. She says to still be there by 8. She's still moving in. Um, at this point, it's time to celebrate. And so I, I think I don't think they're trying to communicate anything with the change there from uh, I call her to she calls me. I think, if anything, they're communicating that the feelings are mutual, that they're both excited for the move, that they're both excited to be living together. They are both in this vibe of like, we want to be together. And I think that's a really cool place to be. Um, Especially, so Liv and I are in a long distance relationship and we're kind of to this point where we just want to be together. And so we're like, we're trying to figure out times to spend together. We're literally, you know, we're only an hour away, which is, I get it. There are people that are farther away in relationships. There are people... Like, I understand. I'm not going to try to make anybody's case worse than mine or better than mine. I'm just saying it sucks. And so, like, just wanting to be together. Like, I can totally relate to that part. And so um, I can't relate to the tonight's the night she's moving in because she's not moving in yet. But I can relate to it's time to celebrate. Uh, I can hardly wait to be with her. And and so that's kind of I find some personal connection there. Um, we go back into the pre-chorus and the drums have a sick beat in both the pre-courses. Pre-courses, uh, it's just a nice line. Um, so the, they sing, the way she moves, ooh, I gotta say. And then we get into the chorus, Lorelai, let's live together. Brighter than the stars forever. Lorelai, let's live together. Brighter than the stars forever. Baby, baby forever. Um, so like, this is kind of the part of the song where after the second chorus, this is where the part of the song just gets... Like the rock part gets kind of not thrown away um, because it kind of comes back up in spurts. 
but it, it this is where it's like heavy synth and so it goes back to that kind of hands going back and forth on the keyboard and the vocals are echoed more and it just repeats Lorelai let's live together brighter than the stars forever just kind of it just is a weird it's kind of trippy but it is them exercising their right to synth <laughs> them exercising their right to rock it is a it's one of those it just is it's just as classic. Like I, I, it's the classic seventies, seventies, eighties rock sound where they're kind of tripping out a little bit. They're kind of, um, they're kind of working at working at just seeing the boundaries that they can push with it, saying it sounds good. And then working on it a little bit in the song and finding out, yeah, this actually does sound good. This actually does work here. I think it does work. I think when you think about this song as like their turning point to like the synth rock stuff like that, and then knowing the rest of their synth rock stuff, like this is a really important song. This is the foundation of them getting into their groove. And uh, the the end, I think the repetition there, like any other repetition in life and in media, it, it signifies importance. It is Lorelai, let's live together. I don't know. It seems like from the earlier parts of the song that she's convinced and I know he's, you obviously know that he, the narrator, is convinced. Um, I shouldn't, the narrator is convinced that they are, that they're like moving in together and living together is going to be a good thing. And then the compliment of brighter than the stars forever. Pushing, oh man, I get so tired. Pushing that idea that, that, that Lorelai is is so much more than the even the stars like it just is a grandiose expression and gesture of the love of the feelings that are felt um the instrumentation throughout this whole thing kind of mellows out you get the guitar coming back and you get the band you get the whole band in there then and it's it's just rocky and you get a lot of the synth and you still got the vocal effects and it's a really a, a really interesting track it's only about let me see here. I don't have it. I meant to have it pulled up, and I don't. Um, it's like it, it can't be longer than. Um, it's like less than three minutes, I think. Um. Anyway, it doesn't matter how long it is. The important thing is that it gets its job done really quick. In that in that span of time where you're, where you're kind of trying to decide whatever you want to decide about the song, it is like, it's done. It's so it is, it's three minutes and 23 seconds. So in those three minutes and 23 seconds, what you experience is like, I would say like the beginning of synth rock for sticks. I think a lot of people would say that sticks is one of the more influential bands in this time in music. Um, this is like the transition of rock and roll to kind of the more popular stuff. This is Stick's transition from being that weird kind of alternative rock group to this is what got them popular and this is what got them playing everywhere and got them big and got them their money. And then they've kept doing things this way the whole time. They've had tracks that are really rocky, but they've hung, they've grasped, they've gripped onto the synth and to the electronic effects that they can get from that. And melded them that with their rock roots to create the sticks sound and to create the sticks experience. 
and it's worth it. It's definitely worth checking out. I've said it a couple times now. I'll say it again. Please listen to this song. Please listen to this band. Um, I'm not sponsored by them at all. I feel like it sounds like I am, but I'm not. I I love this song. This is one of my favorites, one of my top ten for sure. And I, I hope you guys um, learn something from it. I hope you guys check it out. I hope you guys check out their other stuff. I would hopefully... What you're getting from this show, and I was trying to stay away from kind of doing older music and newer music and kind of doing them in spurts and trying to mix it up, but I talked about Ventura Highway last time, and then today I was like, dude, I got to talk about Lorelei. Um, it came on the radio on the way home, and I was like, I got to I gotta talk about it. Um, but like, I hope if you've only ever listened to music that's popular now, I hope what you're hearing is that not only is it okay and acceptable to listen to music from back in the day, but like you're not going to be disappointed. You might be disappointed depending on what, what your tastes are and what you're listening to, but I think there are a lot of incredibly good bands out there that aren't getting enough recognition anymore. Like they got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or, or they're, they're what your parents listen to and now you know, you're not with your parents anymore, so you don't need to listen to their stuff, so you're only going to listen to... Uh, indie alternative, or you're only going to listen to hip hop. Like, don't, I would recommend, and I hope this show kind of shows you throughout the episodes and as we continue going on this journey together through through music one song at a time, that pigeonholing yourself into one genre or to one time frame, like, you miss out on so much. And like, yeah, I've, I've talked about a lot of popular songs, but I'm going to I'm gonna get into like the weird stuff that I like because I like some weird stuff. I mean, like we're going to get into movie scores here in a bit and, and we're going to get into like the technicalities of reggae and um, this band called A Tribe Called Red that is um, Native American DJs and their mixture of, of that electronic DJ scene with tribal drums. And it is just, music is so incredibly big to to just pigeon yourself pigeonhole yourself to like one genre to one era um to one country even you you are missing out on a lot and hopefully as we continue going through this show and as you continue sticking around and subscribing and listening and writing reviews and reaching out to me on anchor on instagram or whatever um that that conversation goes on that you are in I hope you feel encouraged, not forced, but encouraged to spread your wings, to check out some different music, to look at the world and the people across the way, look at what they're listening to and, and, and hear it and feel it and be willing to say, why do you listen to that song? What, what sticks out in your mind? What does that song mean to you? Um, and that's the goal. I mean... That's what music is all about at the end of the day. It's the one language that we can all speak. Um, we might not all be completely literate, but at the very least, uh, we can say, wow, that's good, or wow, that's crap. And we can all agree or disagree on that, and that's what starts the conversation. So I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, like always, subscribe, uh, like, leave a review. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a review. Um, I appreciate all the shout outs as always. Can't wait to get in touch with you guys and kind of learn more about who you are, what you guys want to listen to, what you guys want to talk about. And uh, yeah, like always, follow us on Instagram. Liv's going to be back here pretty soon, uh, co-hosting some more episodes. Might become an official co-host. I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, so yeah, so just let me know what you're thinking. I appreciate you guys sticking around and uh, we'll see you again real soon. Have a good one.